jinkies. Oh, what's that gross book made out of skin? It's not a book. It's a tome made out of skin. Ew. What's it say? Behold the collected apocrypha of Stacy Ponder, the writer for Final Girl. And Anthony Hudson, the programmer for Queer Horror. And together they are... Oh my god! Don't read it out loud! Don't read it out loud! of Darkness! Wow, what a day! Wow. <laughs> what a day today is. Yeah? Sure. It's, um... Uh, it's... We just put out... <laughs> we just dropped an episode of The Real Housewives of Darkness. Oh, Miami, baby! Miami! Very exciting. People probably saw it in your feeds if you subscribe to us on a feed-based platform. <laughs> it popped up and you said, oh boy, oh boy, new surprise Gaylords. I wonder what horror movie they're talking about today. The horror movie is The Real Housewives of Miami. <laughs> um, you know what, though? I love that there is an overlap in our listeners of like, Obviously, people who like horror uh, and love Real Housewives. It makes me so happy. It, it truly, I feel, I can't speak for both of us, but it makes me feel seen. Yeah. Well, I love also that then you and I get to uh, indulge in this passion of ours. Oh, for real. And people are open to receiving it. Okay. I, yes, I received, as they always say at a reunion. When someone criticizes or says, you hurt my feelings, yes, I receive that. <laughs> yeah, it's, let, I receive that, and then also, alter, alternately slash conversely, um, let's just agree to move forward. Let's just move <laughs> forward. We're moving yeah. forward. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I love Real Housewives, so I, I like that people uh, are excited when we upload an episode. It's so kind and get excited and say, oh, my God, this is the best surprise on a Friday. That was really nice to see. So thank you for that, everybody. Thank you for indulging us because we worry that we are just indulging ourselves sometimes. I mean, I mean every episode for sure. I yeah. have that worry. Yeah. <laughs> and there, you know, there's still several things that we're catching up on and there's still several new seasons coming out. So this will probably happen again. This has all happened before. <laughs> this will all happen again. I don't remember the Cylon ship sounding like that. But... <laughs> it was an older model. Yes, I... <laughs> Listen, the... Battlestar Galactica ties into the movie we're going to talk about today. It does. This is connective tissue. Exactly. This movie... <laughs> Um, it's fucking I'm gonna, bonkers. <laughs> I'm gonna start at the end. I'm not gonna talk about the ending of this movie, but I will say that it it ends with a quote. They say, "They that dwell on the earth shall wonder," and I say, "You're fucking a right, they do." <laughs> because what is this movie? What? Well, it it, it starts off with confusion. It 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 has a rising 
confusion that climaxes with even more confusion. And then you think, okay, I have survived the journey. I am sufficiently confused. I am ready to... What the fuck? And then it just <laughs> becomes more confusing than you've ever been confused in your entire life in a world that is nothing but confusion. So this is really... I think this is a Zen lesson in det- detachment. It is. It is. This movie, Deadly Blessing, 1981, <laughs> West Craven. West Craven. <laughs> Uh, it is a hot mess of a movie, and it's one of those movies that happens to you. (laughs) Yes. You know, it's not like you can really just watch it and have that experience. It's like Deadly Blessing happens to you, and then it's over, and you are one of those who dwell on Earth, and you wonder... <laughs> what the fuck you just saw? Because <laughs> it's crazy. I have had a hankering to rewatch this for quite some time now. And so I said, Anthony, I have had a hankering to rewatch this for some time now. <laughs> and you had never seen it? No, I'd never seen it. I'd always been curious. And honestly, I knew, I knew Wes Craven. I forgot Sharon Stone. And then when you reminded me Sharon Stone, I said, I'm in. I'm in. I didn't even know the... I was watching the movie, and I said, that's the picture! When Sharon Stone is having the dream. Mm-hmm. And then there's the The poster hand. picture, yeah. It's the poster picture! And I said, that's the picture! And I did not know that the picture was Sharon Stone. And I know the picture. The picture's famous. You know? We, we know movie pictures. They're stuck in our head from staring at DVD and VHS covers for our entire lives. And I said, oh my god, it's Sharon Stone. Look at this formative feminist gem that I was completely unawares. Yeah, this movie is... Well, as we've said, it's a fucking cuckoo nutso town. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I find, I know that we kind of... Uh, frequently on this show, whenever he comes up, Mr. Wes Craven, R.I.P., um, we kind of talk about how we don't get him... He's kind of our least favorite of the masters of horror. He's sort of, I find, voiceless in terms of a cinematic, a sustained cinematic voice in across all of the films, permeating all the films. I don't feel that they are permeated. And while I still feel that way, I also find that I really enjoy his weird one-off movies that you don't really realize are Wes Craven. Yeah, that's the thing is I forgot this was Wes Craven. Invitation to Hell, which I spoke about on our recent episode of Recommendations. Yeah, yes! Love it! Love it! It's like everybody goes to Nightmare on Elm Street, obviously, and Scream, obviously, but I'm like, let's talk about Deadly Friend. (laughs) Let's talk about Deadly Blessing! His, his entire deadly oeuvre. <laughs> Wes Craven's extended deadly universe. <laughs> <laughs> like, I like these weird movies that he did. That still don't, they don't feel like Wes Craven. They don't feel like anybody in particular, but I find them enjoyable to watch. No, and that's, that's what I, so I was grappling with this last night as I was watching this film. 
Because while this movie is super confusing and you don't understand what the, any of the choices were that went into this <laughs> or why, and you could use the word a mess to describe this movie. Um, that was two words, a mess. You could use those words to describe it, but I simultaneously loved watching it. Oh, it's so compelling. When I call this when I call this movie a hot mess, it's just because it's all over the place. It seems yeah. to have no idea what it is or what it's trying to be. Uh, you get the feeling no one knew what was going on. What genre is this? Yes, exactly. What subgenre is this? I mean, you yes, it's a slasher, but also it dips into so many. It dips into demons. It dips into like weird villages and farms, religious cults, like. Amish. It's it's just all over the place. Oh my god! Oh my god! I just remembered the twist. <laughs> what, what is this movie? What? It's also kind of queer horror. What is this movie? Um. So watching it, I was like, because what? There's there's your classic slashers. You know, we all know and we all love them. There's your great value slashers, which we have tackled several on this show, and then. There's those fucking weirdo slashers. And this is a fucking weirdo slasher. And I I have such a soft spot. I think it overlaps with Great Value. Like, I think Hide and Go Shriek is kind of a fucking weirdo slasher. There is overlap, but, like, fucking weirdo slashers are just so... You're, you're confused, you're alarmed, you're discomforted. You are so uh, allured by the bizarreness of what you're watching on screen. And you just can't get enough. And it, it, and it just has that, like, what the hell? As people, like, especially early on, this is 81, so as people are trying to figure out what the genre is, like, seeing those fucking weirdos is really exciting. Oh, it's so watchable. And a part of that owes to the incredible cast. Uh, another part of it owes to the fact that it is all over the place. And so you don't know, it doesn't feel formulaic because... <laughs> there's no formula that this could possibly adhere to yeah so yeah. you you don't know what is up and where it's gonna go and so it's really engaging and it feels like it was written or at least outlined in a night <laughs> just like oh my god and then what it, what if this happened next oh yeah and then what about this and then what about the spider what if what if Sharon Stone keeps having these dreams where there's spiders and there's a man and there's a man who is a spider and then what if she went in a barn and saw some spiders and then what if a spider fell in her mouth later it's just like what and it has nothing to do with anything except <laughs> Except she spends the entire movie sleeping and maybe having arguably prophetic dreams. Nobody knows. Nobody knows. And everybody's just like, shut up, Sharon Stone. Yeah. And then she gets like really sultry and saucy about it. And you're like, what character dynamics have shifted profoundly? Yeah. But it's like, but because none of it really makes any sense and there's no cohesion through the entirety of the movie, I will say <laughs> that, therefore, the stakes are kind of high because characters can die that you don't expect to die. Thank you. Uh, and that is shocking and always welcome. Um, and so 
I really love this fucking weird movie. It's great. It's great. I'm so happy we watched it. Um, I'm so profoundly uh, unnerved <laughs> in my <laughs> sheer confusion. Um, you're absolutely right. It's that it, it is the fact that it just throws the formula out because there wasn't a formula necessarily yet. Uh, that it is, it is so uh, bonkers. But at the same time, because of that, yeah, I, I wish there was, I forgot that it, even though I knew that it was trying to maybe kind of be a slasher movie or figure out what slasher is, I forgot that it was subscribing to that. And then all of a sudden I'm like, no, she's my favorite character. What? <laughs> and there's so many moments like that that I really got. And and I have to say, full props to, I, I think, uh, thank you, Susan Bruckner, for, I think, holding down this movie <laughs> and keeping it grounded and relatable in some some respects. Because <laughs> she, I, I've never been happier to see Patty Simcox from Greece show up and, <laughs> and hold down and do the work. I loved her in this. It's, we get female friendship. We get, it's like, half the time you're thinking this is a supernatural movie. You're like, did the tractor... Is the tractor under its own supernatural power? Or yeah. is somebody making the tractor go? Like, <laughs> you just have so many questions. And the good thing is that none of them are ever answered. <laughs> <laughs> it just, it is cuckoo crazy and just keeps being, like you said earlier, more and more cuckoo crazy until it's over. Yeah. And you aren't sure what just happened to you, but man, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, and then you're like, Ernest Bur- Borgnine? <laughs> what? I love Ernest Borgnine so much. I mean, you could probably assume. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love Ernest Borgnine. He's great in this, and how is he in this? <laughs> what is he doing in this? Well, look at, I mean, he's an escape from New York. Oh, that's true. He's done, he do, He just kind of did whatever came down, you know? Yeah. He was that kind of yeah. dude. Yeah, Academy Award winner. Mm-hmm. And he's like, ah, the incubus will get ya. <laughs> I mean, it starts, the opening credits are like a bunch of still photos while this completely inappropriate James Horner score plays. Yeah. And it feels like you could be about to engage in some Amish-flavored light romance on some weird religious channel that you never watch. Yep. It feels like a made-for-TV movie. 100% to me, through the whole thing. It feels like a made-for-TV movie. Yep. Um, And so, uh, right from the jump, (laughs) it's a question mark. (laughs) (laughs) But, yes, these are not Amish people. These are Hittites. It's different. It's different. According to one character, they make the Amish look like swingers. <laughs> That's how uptight they are. Yep. Uh, we have Jim, who is a member who is excommunicated. He went away to school and fell in love with a normie. Wow. Yeah. Martha, played by Marin Jensen, who is our connective tissue to Battlestar Galactica. She was Athena in the original Battlestar Galactica series. Hell yeah! So you know she's cool! 
So Martha and Jim are married. They've been married for like a year. They enjoy sexing each other. Uh, we have the neighbors, Faith, played by one Elisa Blackman of television's Not Landing. Oh, wow. Thank you. And her mother, Louisa, who is weird. Weird, but like she's a cool mom. Yeah, except she's like, girls don't paint. You should only paint your fingernails. <laughs> yeah, that line was so good. <laughs> yeah, as, as Faith is painting, like... <laughs> Her twisted nightmare Hittite vision farm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and they're not the Hittites. They're just like the cool, weird yokel neighbors. And then the Hittite community, which is super uptight, Amish-esque, led by Ernest Borgnine as Isaiah... We have Michael Berryman running around. Who doesn't love Michael Berryman? Michael Berryman. Horror royalty. Yep. Craven go-to. Mm-hmm. He uh, is really weird and kind of stocky with Faith, and he kind of, like, makes like he's going to attack her, and he keeps calling her Incubus, and you think he's, like, really evil, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And then the next thing you know, Jim, husband... Gets run over by his own tractor, and we don't know if it's the tractor moving of its own accord or if somebody made it move. We have no idea. Yeah. But but he gets smushed by his own tractor. You think it's Michael Berryman. Next thing you know, Michael Berryman gets stabbed. I was shocked. Mm-hmm. Shocking sequence, because you're like, he's the bad guy, and then bad guy gets it while he's being the bad guy. You're like, I don't know what to believe. Yeah, am I watching Miami? Who's the Democrat and who's the Republican? (laughs) Exactly. So uh, Martha is in mourning and her two, uh, you know, college besties, Lana. Oh, a holy name. (laughs) And Vicky. Oh. Show up in Vicky's cool ass red Mustang. Hell yeah. They're going to take care of their friend. And then there's like three hours of movie. <laughs> <laughs> Where kind of all that happens is Lana's freaking out over all this stuff. Faith makes everybody uncomfortable by delivering baskets of eggs. Because <laughs> she's Julia from Miami? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and, like, bouncing on Martha's bed in a sexual way, and Martha's like, please don't do that, and it's so uncomfortable. And it's just kind of like this drama spins out this other, I forget what his name is, but this nice Hittite boy, Jim's brother. Oh, John. John. He has, you know, his betrothed in the Hittite community, but he and Vicky kind of... They run into each other and start this flirty relationship. And John doesn't really fit with the Hittites, but what else is he supposed to do? His betrothed kind of goes like weird, crazy. (laughs) Kind of. (laughs) (laughs) And you think she's going to start killing people. Um, You don't know what the fuck is going on at all. No, no, you just you're just trying to understand why Sharon Stone is is slowly becoming covered in shawls and having these prophetic dream visions. Why why uh why Martha is there at all? <laughs> why is the lead character there? Why is she there? Why is Vicky why is Vicky's entire storyline like 
running in short shorts in the forest, macing a dog, and then falling in love with a Hittite boy. (laughs) (laughs) It it just, like, keeps spiraling. Yeah. Snakes end up in bathtubs? Like, it's... Wes Craven, you see his, uh... Mm Mm-hmm. He has this shot of Martha in the bathtub, and it is the exact same shot that he would reuse in A Nightmare on Elm Street with Nancy when the glove, when Freddy's glove comes up. Yep. Um, except this one, there's much more sexual overtones. Yeah. Somebody dumps a snake in the tub. Uh, that's the thing. Sometimes people are killed in practical ways, like getting smushed by a tractor or stabbed. Other times, it's a vague kind of, like... Are you really trying to kill them if you put a snake in the bathtub? Yeah, right? And the snake just, like, cutely pops its head up and is like, hello! Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So these kind of things keep happening, and we don't know what's going on. Lana's increasingly weird, and everybody starts to get really annoyed with her. Because she's like, I don't know, I dreamt about a man, and there was a spider. And there's a spider in my mouth, and I was like, bleh! <laughs> and then yeah. she's like, ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> it is so <laughs> amazing. Yeah. And then she goes in the barn, and she finds <clears throat> Michael Berryman's body in the barn. That she... sequence was legit scary. Mm-hmm. I, that was legit suspenseful, because I, I love Lana. I love any any woman ever named Lana, and I love Sharon Stone, and I was losing it. I was like, don't, don't you can't kill Lana. Yeah. <laughs> she also finds a spider, which is like, what are the odds? A spider in a bar. <laughs> and she completely loses her fucking mind. The uh, amount of times that spiders come into focus in this movie... <laughs> And it'll be like a spider just chilling on its web. Yeah. And it'll like rack focus from the spider to Lana. And Lana's like, "Ah, ah, ah," (laughs) just like standing there looking at the spider on its web and be like, "Ah, ah, ah." and it's like, girl, you could just leave the barn. I see six exits. (laughs) Like, just go. No one's stopping you. Yeah. Uh, and so we don't know what's going on. Is it Isaiah and his community that's doing this? Again, is it the supernatural? Is there a slasher killer around? We don't know until we kind of know. Oh, my God. (laughs) Oh, my God. I kind of, like, I feel like this movie, the end of this movie needs to be experienced. So there's a part of me that is like, if you have not seen this, please just watch it. Because us describing the last 10 to 15 minutes of this movie will not and cannot do it justice. No, no. And even as you watch it, you don't fully understand what you're seeing. Yeah, there's a definite lag between happenings on the screen and your brain trying to process it and catch up (laughs) yeah cognition absolutely (laughs) yeah jason was like because i started to grab my phone to look up something like one of the actors and then jason's like nope keep watching and i was like oh okay and then i'm like i don't get it what was i so wait what and he's like do you see and i was like wait what and then like two minutes later i was like what? <laughs> like, I had no idea what was happening. I, 
you know, I can I can only try to recall how I felt the first time I saw this. But watching it for this show last night, still there are moments that have me on my feet cheering. Yes. And laughing because it's like <clears throat> by the time it's over there are women like shooting at each other and it's like the best kind of movie shooting which is like a woman with a shotgun and it's like Pew! and she the, the, like she is kicked back because of the force and then the person she shoots flies off their feet <laughs> goes flying through the air into a wall or something and i am in heaven and it is like a fucking all of a sudden martha's house is like the fucking okay corral and these <laughs> yeah. women, it's just like <laughs> and there's women flying all over the room because they're so dainty with these guns <laughs> This, this is something that a movie has not really answered that call uh, until X, right? Yes. When suddenly we get people shoot women shooting guns and flying all over the place. <laughs> it is like, what is better? <laughs> what is better? It's so good. So the the big reveal. Don't, don't. Watch the movie if you haven't seen it, because it really, it, we could do it no justice, because it's insane. <laughs> it's unexpected, and I have to say, like, this movie isn't talked about. Like, it's really kind of ignored. No. People don't really realize it's a Wes Craven movie, whatever, but I'm like, I get that Sleepaway Camp was more explicit, but... If we're talking about Sleepaway Camp, we should be talking about Deadly Blessing. Thank you. That's what I... Th- that is the the thing that I... I can't believe my knowledge of this film was the picture, which I did not know was Sharon Stone. Like, that was my built-in knowledge coming to this movie. The fact that we live in a world where there are Sleepaway Camp fucking light switch plates and, and Felissa Rose still... Uh, summoning that image and that that is so talked about but that i have never ever heard that attributed to this movie and to the chest body piece <laughs> made out of putty it... so basically faith it turns out that faith is not a girl faith is a boy <clears throat> and louisa says louisa really hates men Okay, her husband cheated on her. Uh, she says at one point that, like, if Faith had been born a boy, she would have drowned her in the river like a bag of kittens. And you're like, okay, Louisa, that's, you know, there's a misandrist. And then there's Miss Louisa Andrus. <laughs> that's in the, the uh, DSM. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and so she hates men so much that basically she has forced Faith to live as a girl and not as a boy. Like, I don't, I don't think, whereas Sleepaway Camp, there are, it becomes trans, uh, like Angela becomes an, is a trans woman and, you know, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. I don't feel like that's the case here. I feel like this is yes, just Louisa in her hatred of men refusing to have a son. Yes. It's an it's an act of cross dressing. 
if you subscribe to that idea like it is it's an it's yeah i fully get that. like angela i think does attain ultimately have that identity but this character is like just deep undercover almost and is committing all of these murders and everything because he i suppose is in love with martha which we find out via the revelation of one of the paintings (laughs) and also like faith has jim's body yeah just like, popped up what? just propped like why do you need that it's just really weird and this movie throws everything at the screen but then the fact that that is not even the apex <laughs> of the weirdness like when we're scaling um what is it k10 or k2 or whatever the fuck it, all the people mountaineers talk about when we're scaling well everest we're scaling everest and we like there are still more bodies to get to yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just like laying around the rocks all around us as we're climbing our way to the top. We haven't even seen the last of them yet at this point. It's reveal, like, a Faith comes over and starts trying to kill people and is like, I'm in love with you, mother. <laughs> My baby. <laughs> and, like, the shirt is ripped open and that's when we get the plastic Meredith Marks <laughs> chest plate. <laughs> That has, like, some hair sprayed on it. And so you, as a viewer, the first time you're like, wait, what? (laughs) Wait. Oh, what? Oh. All right. I meant to fast forward, or I meant to rewind to see if she did, in fact, have, like, the suggestion of breast before that. Yeah. (laughs) Because after that, she's just completely flat. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And wearing this insane chest piece yeah well it's like a nail gun massacre right like where the killer in the killer's guise is clearly of a certain body shape and then the reveal mm-hmm. is like oh so that wasn't you like what okay and i still refuse to believe it yeah yeah <laughs> uh so faith goes crazy crazier i guess and it's like stabbing <laughs> louisa shows up with her shotgun <laughs> it's full okay corral like i said uh faith and louisa are dead as isaiah shows up and is like ah, at last the incubus is dead and it's like y'all have been using this word incubus through this whole movie and none of you know what the fuck it means yeah well, i'm like incubus <laughs> is literally a demon that fucks men. Like a woman demon that seduces men. Mm-hmm. Not a, there's no incubus to be found, but everybody calls everybody else an incubus. Um, so Vicky ends up dead. She's out on a date with John. And somebody, John gets stabbed through the roof of the car. And then in a, in a sequence that is really a nail biter. <laughs> Right? Like, when uh, someone, we think it's John's fiance, uh, pours gasoline all over the car and sets it on fire, and Vicky's like, no! And she's trying to drive away from the fire, but no, no. <laughs> she's driving away very slowly. <laughs> yeah! I don't and know, she... it works for me! It's like, it's, it's, it's I find it really intense, because I'm just No, like... it does, it works, and, and, and it had me at the edge of my seat, because Vicky's my favorite character... And she grounds the entire ungroundable film. But then 
the fact that I'm like, girl, just run. Yeah, just get out and run. Just get out and go. It's like Lana in the barn. Like, you can just go. Yeah. Yeah, just there. There's the open door with a clear view of the sunny outside. <laughs> just go for that. But she does not. Instead, then the car gets stuck in a, in, in a little mud, and then she has to try to keep revving the car and getting it. But it's like, as the fire just keeps coming closer... And I'm so upset when she explodes. You're like, oh my god, Vicky, whatever. So I guess this was Faith who did this for who knows what reason. Yeah, that's never explained either. <laughs> no. So there's the shootout at the Martha Corral. Oh my god. Uh, Lana is like, well, thanks for a great weekend, but I gotta go. <laughs> yeah, I learned a lot about myself. Learned a lot about myself. Learned a lot about spiders. <laughs> Our friend is dead. <laughs> yeah, our friend is dead. I'm gonna go. She leaves. Martha goes back in the house. Because she's gonna stay. She's gonna stay because seeds have been planted. Like, again, you could just leave. <laughs> you could go with your only surviving friend. Yeah, none of these women are trapped in these situations. No. She goes back in the house. There's a board in the door over the hole from where Louisa blasted it with a shotgun <laughs> and added five years to my lifespan. <laughs> the lights dim. Up out of the floor comes a demon and in a total <laughs> drag me to hell moment <laughs> Martha is dragged to hell. <laughs> After after she's visited by a dead zombie go- ghost oh, yeah. of Jim, who's like, warning, warning. Yeah. <laughs> and before she can even say, what are you warning me about, dead husband? The floorboards burst. Martha is dragged to hell for some reason. The floorboards go back to the way they were. The voiceover says, they that dwell on the earth shall wonder, am I right? (laughs) And then you stand up and say, yeah! Yes, I wonder, and I love it! (laughs) I love that. So that that was the incubus, right? Yeah, I guess. The, The female demon that sleeps with men to seduce them and ruin their souls. That's the incubus that is a 12-foot-tall Spirit Halloween inflatable yard decoration that picks her up and pulls her to hell. But why? (laughs) Nobody knows why! (laughs) Like, why? They even say, like, doesn't Isaac show... Because Melissa stabs Faith, um, John's wacko fiancé, and then uh, Melissa, and then... And then Isaac, Ernest Borgnine shows up. And Isaiah. Comes and take... this Isaiah, is, This right. is not Children of the Corn. I got confused because they had the same hat. I, <laughs> I also, I love Hittite slash Amish, Amish fashion, how it's like, okay, there's like man uniform, boy uniform, and then woman. <laughs> so you can tell the three genders. But, um, but Isaiah, Isaiah shows up and he's like, he's like, oh, Incubus dead. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, Incubus gone. And then they go off to go be hateful in their own community. <laughs> and and she stays to be alone with all of her dead neighbors and family and friends. And then the Incubus must take her? <laughs> well, 
Isaiah's calling Faith the Incubus, and it's like, Faith isn't the Incubus either. Like, <laughs> Faith is also a man. Faith is a man <laughs> who wants to sleep with a woman. <laughs> what? Which technically was what both of Isaiah's sons did. Mm-hmm. So are they Incubus? And did the curse get past him? Like, <laughs> there's no logic. There's zero logic. It's so, there's absolutely no consideration. And I love it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, you know, it would be cool. <laughs> but like in a delightful way, not in a shitty way. It's just like, there's no reason for the, the denouement with the demon through the floor. No, but, 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 would this movie be Deadly Blessing without it? Would the blessings be as deadly? Uh-huh. I say no. <laughs> it's so weird. <laughs> it's such a weird movie that it's, like, it's kind of hard to believe it's Wes Craven. Because his stuff, even if it doesn't, like, you know, get my motor riven, it generally makes sense. Yeah, yeah, well, I think back to the Wes Craven that would show up on Project Greenlight when they were making Feast, and he would show up, like, you know, every three episodes and be like, well, this doesn't make any sense. I don't understand how you get from point A to point B. Why am I producing this film? I hate horror movies. Please, Meryl Streep, work with me. <laughs> and, and so then I have flashbacks to that Wes Craven, and then that that deepens the well of my unknowability and the unreachability of Wes Craven. I'm like, what, what were you doing? <laughs> Like I said, it feels like it was plotted in an evening. I feel like there was, like, a lot of times we say on the show, like, oh, it feels like there was a lot of cocaine involved. This yeah. this feels like there was a lot of weed involved. Yes. Maybe he consulted with, with John Carpenter. He sat down in the butterfly chair. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he was like, what do you think about, oh, oh, I should hit this. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> And then a demon comes out of the floor, but then, the f- but then the floorboards go back. <laughs> yeah, it's a tidy demon. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Don't want to leave a mess. <laughs> you, so if you watch this and you have questions, that's the correct response because you can't parse it. Like this movie cannot be parsed. Yeah. The, the human brain desires um, closure and connectivity, connection, uh, the red string. That's why we have the red string, because we are always in search of what, how does, how do you get from A to B? How did these things happen? And this movie rejects all of that. As humans, we like to impose order on chaos. That's how we make sense of yes. our own existences. Yes. In day to day because the universe and life as we know it is inherently absurd and chaotic. And yes. so we like to categorize things. We like to impose order uh, so that we don't lose our minds. Deadly Blessing says, fuck all that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the absurdity is the point. And how can you impose order on a demon that will show up when it feels like it and drag you through the floorboards? <laughs> Even if it has nothing to do with the movie. <laughs> no. You're absolutely right. This is, this is like unto the Olympians throwing a wedding and not inviting the goddess of chaos, Eris, and then 
goddess of chaos says okay you think you can shut out chaos i'm going to throw this golden apple into the banquet hall and it's going to start the fucking trojan war just because i can mm-hmm. it's west craven's golden apple exactly <laughs> that's right wow. It's so funny that it takes a weirdo fucking, a fucking weirdo slasher like this to make me really um, respect him. I mean, I already, I I don't dislike Wes Craven. It's just, I I respect him even more having seen this film. Yeah, I just, I I, like, if, if I have my choice, he is not my choice of horror directors. Yeah. For the most part. Uh, but yeah, this movie, the only other movie I can think of off the top of my head that is similar in terms of, like, completely playing by its own rules, uh, flouting all of the laws of nature, physics, everything you know about film, etc., is Kathy's Curse. (laughs) Which is also perfect. Which is also perfect and is also like, I'm gonna do whatever the fuck I want, you can be along for the ride, I am a movie that will happen to you. I will answer no questions. Thank you. It is like the Karen Huger press conference. Where she says, I am throwing a press conference. I will answer no questions. Yes. Is it a press conference if you answer no questions? Schrodinger's press conference. So I admire movies, question mark, like Deadly Blessing and Kathy's Curse. <laughs> they keep you on your toes. They aren't even movies. They're cinematic experiences. They are. They are 4D with only 2Ds. Yes. Right. And honestly, no CGI, no no having an air vent to shoot air or splash water on me as I'm watching the movie. None of that will ever top what these movies can do just through their own lack of caring. <laughs> it's incredible. There was a time in my life, sometimes in Final Girl's early days, when movies like this, I would, wouldn't hate them, but I would definitely rag on them because because they were so chaotic and didn't make any sense and I just wanted something that went from A to B. But now, at this point in my life, as a grizzled crone, <laughs> as a final hag... <laughs> final hag. <laughs> uh, I... I really, truly appreciate and love these kind of movies. Yeah. Well, you, well, and you've seen in your saga, in your journeys, you've seen the world reveal itself to be what it is. A meaningless pile of absolute chaos and disorder. We've got monkeypox now. <laughs> like, this, mo- this movie is more sane than that. There is no A to B. That's, no. the, that's the great cosmic joke. Yeah. It's all Kathy's curse. <laughs> it's all deadly blessing, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I incubus. You know? <laughs> you incubus. We are all incubus. What does that mean, Stacy? What does it mean, Anthony? <laughs> right? Credits roll. The end. <laughs> I'm just saying. Well, good. I'm uh, I'm glad you finally got to partake in this. 
Yeah, I'm glad. Question mark. <laughs> I, I loved it. I had such a time. Such a time. I can't speak to the quality of the time, but I had such a time. Absolutely. I, uh, I, I feel like I saw that it's on Tubi. Yeah, you can watch it on there with uh, commercials. Or not to be. It's in probably other places, too. Oh, my God. <laughs> Stacy, God damn it. With all of that said, are you ready to segue yourself out of that and place your head on the chopping block? Uh, we? <laughs> yeah, sure. What? <laughs> Um, the block, the chopping block here on Gaylord's Darkness. It's our question and answer game. We present each other with three categories of horror movie question and answer trivia game. We choose the category of our liking and then we are presented with five questions that we have 10 seconds to answer each. Uh, unless you call out, I want the wig, in which case... Faith's chest piece with the with the suggestion of hair. There, there is the evocation of hair on it. Uh, magically descends upon your chest and perplexes our non-binary executioner, the heads they, and then says, "Is this problematic? I don't know." <laughs> and that wins you an additional ten seconds, twenty seconds total that you can use to answer just that one question. If you die, you know you're in good company. Vicky died too, and we miss her. Um, but if you live, then you are the winner, and you have won something, which is, which is, which is your pride and your head. Uh, last time you were so on top of it. Right. Last time somebody went first. God damn it. <laughs> I feel like I should know it, but I don't. Well, do I? Nope. The incubus just comes out of your floor and pulls you into hell. <laughs> yep. <laughs> it yeah. literally, it straight up dragged me to hell. Mm-hmm. Just without an entire movie building up to it. Yes, yes. <laughs> making you wait and expect it. Yeah, it's, yeah, yep. <laughs> it's it surprise dragged me to hell. <laughs> um, well, I will answer the call because um, I'm a frazzled little Colleen Camp recently so i only have one new category to offer you i do have one new challenge which is you know it's a kind of a recurring category but i have one of those and then i have a returning category so your returning category in honor of one of the stars of this film i bet you can't guess who is fatal obsession which is all about erotic thrillers which I'm like, I know we don't play the adjacent game, but it, it's a subgenre, I think, arguably. So I am including it here. Fatal Obsession. Uh, your challenge, your returning challenge with a new challenge, whatever, it's called Blank Blessing, in which you have 50 seconds to name five movies with deadly in the title. Oh. And then your, your new category is Berryman or No Berryman. In which, I name a movie, you tell me whether it does indeed feature Berryman or no Berryman. Oh, wow. And that's it. <laughs> so your categories are <laughs> Fatal Obsession, 
blank blessing or berryman or no berryman oh wow they feel challenging i guess i'll go dead dead the blank blessing really i mean why not if i'm gonna be challenged i might as well like really just jump into the fire well then since you are leaping into this fire i'm not putting any parameters on this judges ears and eyes are open and accepting and loving they're the opposite of the hittites this is all accepting safe space here space so i'll give you the time and then you have 50 seconds or you can call for that way i can get more to name five movies with deadly in the title okay you ready yeah all right starting three two one go uh, wait, well, I want the, the chest plate. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, deadly friend. Ding, 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 ding. Um, deadly eyes. Ding, ding, ding. Um, uh, uh, oh, deadly dreams. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> oh, um. Ding, 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 ding! You're a winner, baby! Oh, yeah? Yeah, I am short fucking circuited! (laughs) I love the sound of... It's right on the cusp, right on the precipice. You're just... You're grabbing it, you're grabbing it. She's falling off a cliff. (laughs) Yeah, it's like right there. And then I don't know how much time I have. Which I hate. We can't I see a clock, and so we don't know. No, you just hear those footsteps coming after you. Yeah. And You're like Heather Donahue running through that forest. It's always nerve-wracking, even today. Well, I'll tell you, you did that in 42-ish seconds, and you won. I won. You won. Sil- honestly, Silent Night, Deadly Night was the last one I thought of, too, when I was listing all of them. And it's so funny because that's like actually like I mean the best known arguably. <laughs> you could have also we would have also accepted Deadly Blessing. Um, um, yeah. Uh, um, bees. Deadly bees. Deadly, deadly bees. The Deadly Spawn, a very underrated alien film that I love. Oh, and Return of the Aliens, Deadly Spawn. Or is that this is like a different title for that same movie? Oh, no, I think you're right. I think it's, isn't it Return of the Deadly Spawn? Return of the Aliens Deadly Spawn. Hey. Well done. There's so, thank you. There's so many 80s, definitely 90s, but those weird sci-fi alien movies that I've never seen. Oh, yeah. Oh, there's a thousand of them. Yeah. All right, well, you get a clean chopping block. Oh, it's so nice, so Fresh, so polished, so pristine. I will return the chest plate to the heads they. Thank you. <laughs> uh, you have three vintage categories. Last week it was three new categories. This week I said, no, no. Uh, let's go oldies. Hell yeah. Goodies, question mark. We'll see. Choose, please, from one of these three categories. 
Category one. I went to Juilliard for this. This is all about actors who have won Oscars and then gone on to star in shitty horror movies. Yes. Most of the time, I want the name of the shitty horror movie. Okay, great. Category two, The Jerk Store. In this one, I give you a line of dialogue from a famous horror movie jerk. You tell me the name of the jerk. And category three, beep, beep, boop, boop. (laughs) This one's all about, uh, you know, robots in horror movies. And Gina Carano movies. <laughs> Thank you. I was waiting for it. <laughs> uh, so your categories are, I went to Juilliard for this, The Jerk Store, and beep, beep, boop, boop. I, well, first off, just an observation. I am obsessed. Is that the word? Yeah, I am obsessed with uh, your association with robots immediately is beep, beep, boop, boop. <laughs> <laughs> When they're on the the cusp of killing us. (laughs) I love that. Um, So that makes me want to choose it. However, however, I'm going into my decision now. However, do I feel the call of Michelle Pfeiffer's Juilliard top? Ah! In the acclaimed 2000 and not 2002 film, What Lies Beneath? I do. And so, therefore... And I'm also obsessed with that bizarre occurrence, uh, that motif, the pattern that happens to these actors, these poor actors. So, yes, please, Juilliard me for a thousand. Okay, all right. Okay. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Okay, so I went to Juilliard for this. Number one, Michael Caine famously said about this 1987 shark movie in which he starred i have never seen it but by all accounts it is terrible however i have seen the house that it built and it is terrific (laughs) what a boss he's so cool uh jaws the revenge please yes ding 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 okay number two well done number two Marlon Brando co-starred in this 1996 disaster about a wackadoodle doolittle who turns animals into strange-looking humans. <laughs> I wish it was called wackadoodle doolittle. Um, uh, oh, oh, fuck! No, Doctor Moreau, Island of Doctor Moreau. Yes, ding, ding, ding. <gasps> co-starring the pillow lips of my dreams, Val Kilmer. <laughs> Number three, look at you. Here oh, you are no. at the apex. You'll get this one. Oh no boarded you're gonna get this one can you believe the 2006 wicker man had two oscar winners in it please name them uh ellen burston and nicholas cage yes ding 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 i forgot he had an oscar <laughs> right we all did <laughs> wow i was like sister beach <laughs> um why do you think i won an oscar <laughs> Oh my god, oh my god, side note, important Gaylord's adjacent side note. Did you see the new trailer for the new Neil Abute? 
No. He said, he said, remember me? Y'all are, he said, surprise, bitch. You thought you'd seen the last of me? <laughs> he, Neil LeBute, a claimed thespian who made such classics as The Wicker Man or what The Company of Men, just noted misogynist. Yeah. Um, he's coming back with another horror film, and it's, uh, it's Justin Long and, um, uh, Kate Bosworth, and it's like, he thought he lucked out by going home with the babe. And then she takes oh, him back to, like, her palatial no. castle, and she might be one of the brides of Dracula. <laughs> what? And it looks so awful, and I'm gonna see it. Yeah, you'll be there opening night. I'm telling you right now, it looks terrible. But I just was shocked that, like, he still gets work, and that he's still fucking obsessed with the, the battle of the sexes. Oh my god. AKA women are bitches. <laughs> so tired. I know. He and David Mamet should just spend the rest of their days jerking each other off and complaining about women. Right? <sighs> okay, Anthony. Yes. You're in the home stretch. Oh, fuck. Number four. Ray Meland won an Oscar in 1946 for his performance in The Lost Weekend. He did not win an Oscar for his portrayal of cranky, wheelchair-bound plantation owner Jason Crockett in which 1972 horror film? Fuck. I want the, I want the chess play. Fuck. Um, 1972? 1972. That was, that was the same year as, that was, um, that's not Last House on the Left. That was, um, that, that's not, that's not Texas. What the fuck is this? That's not, that's 1972, 1972, 1972. That's, um, that's 1972, 1972. Easy, easy like Sunday morning. No, what is it? I'm sorry. The floorboards have already been. No, what is it? It's a little movie that we covered on the show called frogs god damn it yes oh yes cranky wheelchair bound plantation owner jason crockett god you're right with his combo fourth of july birthday party yes oh that's a great movie yeah stunning racial representation yep and you say you know you win an oscar and then you go on to have a heart attack and die with frogs crawling all over your ass. <laughs> you never know what to expect in Holly Weird. Uh, Am I right? The truth. <laughs> yeah, man. That was a good one. Very well done. Thank you. Here I was expecting Hillary Swank. <laughs> oh, right. Oh, right. Didn't she? I tell you, she was not number five. I didn't even consider her. What did she go? She did. Oh, she was in The Hunt, but no, what did she? She was, wasn't she in some, like an eight film to die for or a ghost house or something? She was in something. Yeah, I feel like, I feel like that's the case. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Where it's like she moves into a house and oh no, is there a ghost? Like that's the plot (laughs) of so many things. (laughs) So many of those those middling horror movies, like, oh, The Messengers, or yeah. that one with Anna Paquin, whatever that's yeah. called. Yeah, 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 very 2003 to 2008, 
Yeah. Uh, take an actress, drop her in a house, there's something happening, and she's gonna die or something. <laughs> yeah. A family that's getting a fresh start in a new house in the country. <laughs> yeah, give me deadly blessing. Yeah, give me the Hittites. Give me Hittites and chest plates, baby. Oh, all I need. Well, alas, alack, I will put your head in a garbage bag and I will <laughs> bury it. Oh. In the backyard. Thank you. Um, the body is too big. I don't know what to do with that. I was going to um, ask. <laughs> what, there's, there's two of me. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just going to take the head and run away. And somebody else could deal with the body. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, there she goes. Fucking <laughs> weirdo. Um, <laughs> and then I'm going to put it on a shrine. I'm not going to bury it. Oh! I'm going to carry it in a bag. And I'm going to Mrs. Voorhees you. I hope your hair continues to grow as hers did post-death. Thank you. And so while your face may be giving California raisin, your hair is giving Barbizon School of (laughs) Modeling and Beauty. (laughs) Thank you so much for for seeing me. (laughs) Who I really aspire to be. There we go. Decapitated tan mom school model. (laughs) Well, okay. Uh, That's so much for uh, that episode. Yeah. Um, You can find old episodes and all of our social media and our shop. We have things in the shop still, right? Yeah. Last time I checked. Okay. Yeah, we've got stickers. We've got stickers. And we also have stickers. Cool. And they're cool stickers. You can put them on things. It's true. They adhere. Yeah. They adhere with adhesive. You have to peel, and then you go, where the fuck is the part that you peel? God damn it. For far too long. But they do do it. They adhere. Adhere. No. <laughs> um, that's at GaylordsOfDarkness.com. <laughs> Uh, I hope you enjoyed Real Housewives of Darkness. I yeah. sure did. I can tell you that. Uh, and otherwise, we'll be back next week. Yeah. Bye. Oh. Wow. For a haunted tome made out of skin, it's so loosely structured, yet informative. I know, right? Uh. Is it over? It's glowing and spinning on its own, so I'm going to guess yes. Ah, oh, oh, my my God. God. Oh, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Tune in next time for more Gaylords of Ha <laughs> ha